How was your Thanksgiving, Dubs? It was tasty. <laughs> what? You just gave me the most. Like, I don't know. There's, there's some adjective to describe the stare you just gave me. I'm not even going to call it a look. <laughs> you looked at me with, like, excitement and focus. It was the cleanest, most efficient thanksgiving i've had with my family perhaps ever that sounds really tasty perhaps ever Mm -hmm. um there wasn't too much food which is also a a first um we were cleaning as we were going and a lot of food was prepped uh so that was great yeah um it went smooth it was probably the smoothest thanksgiving we've had yeah um because there wasn't too many people like there weren't a huge gathering what are we talking numbers wise uh there were seven adults okay and three babies got it so whatever but <laughs> it was it was fine it, uh, we had stuffing we had mac and cheese we had the turkey i made the cranberry sauce and the gravy um cornbread we had some uh like dinner rolls and like that was it and then for dessert only two things it was pumpkin pie or uh, chocolate chip cheesecake. Ooh, that sounds really good. That's very similar dessert-wise to what we had. Yeah, that was it. Two yeah. things for dessert. Just those things I said for uh, uh, for uh, the meal. So it wasn't too much. Yeah. Um, it was a decent-sized turkey. I think it was like maybe thirteen pounds, mm-hmm. which is which was exactly what we want needed yeah. and wanted for. Uh, for the amount of people, not a lot of leftovers. To be honest, not a lot of, uh, of turkey leftovers. Very efficient. Very exactly, which I'm not used to. I wasn't used to it. I wasn't. I was not expecting that. So it was. Have you ever come in short in the amount of food, or is no. it always too much food? It's always too much. Okay, it's always too much. Okay, it's always a. Why do we have a thirty pound bird? <laughs> there's five of us. Yeah, like there's no need for this. Um, so that was great. Uh, but also just That's the clean six pounds each. The, the cleaning. <laughs> it's the, yeah, I know. The cleaning was efficient. It was That's the dishwasher good. was empty on that day. So of, yeah, everything went into it. Well, all done. the big stuff was cleaned. So like the turkey came out, was set down to rest for thirty minutes. And as it was resting, we cleaned it. Yeah. We, like we took out the au jus and the fond mm-hmm, and all that mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we rinsed and cleaned out that pan. And oh, wow. Yeah. So it was like by the time we were eating, it, it was just immediately just put like there was no there was no mess. There was yeah, no there was like nothing to the do. Plates. Yeah, there was nothing to do. It was yeah. like scrape off what you want in the trash and then just go to the dishwasher. You're done. <sighs> That's really good. And then it was like, what are we going to do now? It's like, well, now we just portion out what's left, which isn't much, yeah, into the, one in, person, <laughs> into the Tupperware. Yeah. And then we throw out all those containers. Mm-hmm. And now we just have Tupperware stacked. And now we can just wait for a dessert. That's great. It's awesome. That sounds really good. Awesome. I was able to set up uh, the Mega Boom, the UE Mega Boom speaker, yeah. playing some, uh, some two great playlists. One was the Fireside playlist. Okay. Um, which was just nice, like soft acoustic stuff. Yeah. And then we switched it to Thanksgiving dinner playlist. Yeah. Which was really good. Yeah. Uh, very different. I wasn't expecting like Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift, but there it yeah. was. Okay. Uh, but that came out well, and um, it was pretty good. What did you like do? Did was there like anything to do, or was it just hang out, catch up, talk, eat? I talk, did leave? a lot of. Uh, it, it was a lot of just. Um, it's all about it's it's all about mise en place. 
Right? Okay. It's all about mise en place. So and by that, I don't just mean traditional mise en place. I mean also just um, like letting things get up to room temp first, yep. you know, before you have to do them, like cook them. So yep. it was getting things ready so they were faster to cook and stuff like that. So just, uh, yeah, I was taking care of stuff like that. And that helped a lot. Nice. So Nice. Um, so I, I guess I could just say it was efficient. It was tasty. And uh, it was good. It was really good. How about you? How was yours? It was great. Uh, also efficient. Uh, everybody brought their thing. But you have uh, a big one, though. You have like, how yeah, many people? We 12? Had 26 people. <sighs> which was small for my family. That's. We top out at around 50. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a headache. <laughs> that's, a, that's an Irish headache, that's is what headache. that is. That's a headache. Yep. Um, my mom is one of eight. They're all married. Oh, geez. Uh, one divorce, one death. Uh, so there's 14 for okay. those keeping count at home. Um, average of two and a half children per per household. Oh my God. Uh, many of those children now have children. Uh, almost all of those children have uh, significant others. Um, so the family gets bigger and bigger. And then there's uh, grandma who doesn't really show up much anymore. She's in a nursing home. Um, and it's just gotten too difficult and she doesn't really enjoy leaving and things like that. So we, a bunch of people go and visit her in the morning and then we all show up at the, at whoever's hosting's house together. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, 26 people is at my uncle's house. Very efficient. Everybody, everything was planned out ahead of time. I'm bringing this. You're bringing that. I'm bringing this. Who needs the oven? You need the oven. We're going to start with this. Uh, how long do you need in the oven? Okay. Blah, blah, blah. I think he has two ovens. Uh, he has like two door ovens, um, so he his house is like primo for hosting specifically Thanksgiving because of all the baked foods that need to be done. Uh, two turkeys, one two, yeah, one from the oven, one smoked. We have twenty six people, uh, so one from the oven, one smoked. Um, so he had a smoked turkey, which was pretty cool. Um, what did you smoke it outside? Yeah, he has a smoker. Okay, that was very nice. Um, How big are each individual turkeys? They were large. <laughs> I don't know the poundage wise, but like big. Because I was going to say, in Costco, there were some intimidating turkeys I saw. <laughs> Inti- yeah. Intimidating turkeys. I, I just... think you would find both of these intimidating. So it was two very large turkeys. It's like I could curl these. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Easily. Yeah, yeah, Level yeah. turkeys. Um, there were a lot of turkey leftovers, too. So like even though there were 26 of us, two big birds with a lot of turkey leftovers. Not to interrupt and take it off track, but a quick question. Yeah. Is that intentional by your family? The leftovers? We, we want everybody to have turkey to take home. No. Or is it just a side effect? No, it's just, hey, who wants this to take home? Okay, okay. Well, who okay. wants this to take home? Okay, I cool. didn't know with a family that big or like a party that big that you intentionally have enough. So it's like, everybody can have a little bit of this moment to take home. Like, everybody gets to have some turkey. No. Okay. It's just, whoops, we made too much. Who's who's getting the shit out of my house <laughs> is usually the vibe. Yeah, okay. Um, you brought the cheesecake. Nobody liked the cheesecake. You're taking it all back. <laughs> Is the kind of thing. Got it. Uh, except there was cheesecake. That was not the case. The cheesecake was demolished. Okay. Uh, it was from New York City. Okay. Uh, it was it was trucked up uh, by the cousin who lives in New York City. Oh, perfect. Um, yeah, super good. I ended up. I was. I think I told you. I was actually inspired by when we were listing out what we were bringing. You mentioned cornbread, and my list didn't have cornbread. So I added to the group chat. Hey, is it cool if I also bring cornbread? Yeah. <laughs> so I brought my spiced cider, which was a big hit. Nice. Oh, oh, 
Speaking of my cider, I hope you're okay with this. The bourbon you got me, which is yeah. which is good for mixing. Old Forester. Uh gallon of cider, spices, cinnamon, stuff like that, and the whole thing, minus the two glasses my dad and I had. <laughs> so a whole handle of bourbon mixed with one gallon of, of apple cider was and it spices. Good? It was so good. On really? the uh, on the crock pot. Uh, oh, that's just kind of simmering As there long, all day. I don't care. So here's again, not to not to sidetrack it. Three years ago, I would have been like, "How fucking dare you raise bourbon?" <laughs> but the, but here's the thing, and 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 this is from the whiskey tribe, which is like a whiskey group um, yeah. that that said this, which is it makes a lot of sense. There's nothing to gain by alienating people from the community mm, of whiskey, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and if you like it mixed with a gallon of cider. If that if that means it's fucking tasty to you, yeah. drink up. Yeah, bottoms up. So yeah, that, I think that you, you that's how every hobby should be. Let let people in. Let them do it the way they want to do it. You know. Yeah, to a degree. But for <laughs> <laughs> and there it goes. But for bourbon, I'm not I'm not I'm not offended or like or bourbon upset. specifically. I think like I don't think if I you did that with this. like if you did that with like a 24 year old single malt Highland Scotch, I would be like, <laughs> what the. F- <laughs> What? Yeah, because what goes great with apple cider is the nice taste of hairspray. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I forgot you don't like scotch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if I did it with like an Irish whiskey or something like that, no. The, specifically, the fact that it was bourbon, like a sweet kind of vanilla y. Yep. It would go great with apple cider, and it did. It and does. it kind of like it does. cut the intense sweetness of the cider, so it's perfect. Yes. So that's that's the good thing, right? Because um, you can't, you will get you. I mean, you can't get some sweetness from bourbon, but like you get more like honey crisp apples and yeah. and yeah, honey yeah, yeah. in general from like Irish. You get that a lot more mm-hmm. from Irish. Mm-hmm. Bourbon, you kind of just get what? Like vanilla? Yeah. Maybe maybe caramel? Yeah. Like maybe. But it's it's perfect because like you just said, it's spiced. Yeah. Because it's really woody. It's really oaky. It's really powerful with those yes. kind of rustic it's flavors. very woody. Yeah. yeah. So it goes great. I'm, I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad yeah. it worked well. It was it was great. And here's the other thing. I did have a, uh, a tumbler with my dad. Was it good? Uh, yeah. On the rocks. It was great. <laughs> So I had it two different ways. <laughs> yeah. So you had that, and I think it's ninety-six proof. So it was a little. Uh, yeah, it was. It was potent. Yeah, a little spicy. I think by the time we had the cider, uh, uh, I, I'm assuming alcohol can burn off in like a crock pot. Yep. You can. Yeah. You reduce alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you can. So, so it was. It was reduced quite a bit. Um, but yeah, it cut the sweetness because I did. I made the cider and it like got hot and I tried. It. I was like, "Whoo, that is cloying." <laughs> uh, and then I was like, "Blah blah 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 blah." <laughs> Sip. Ooh, that's better. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> <laughs> One of my cousins watched me do it. He was like sitting. I was on like the counter, and he was to the left of me, sitting in like the room where the food was in. And he was just kind of leaning. He was talking to someone, and he saw me do blah 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 blah. And I sipped it, and went, and then I blah blah, blah. <laughs> and I just hear him from the other room go, nice. <laughs> <laughs> And but, I just, like, without looking of what I was blah, blah, blubbing, I just yeah. look at him and nod yeah. while it's still being poured out. But that's good, because I think there's, it's too easy to think that if you just throw alcohol into something, it's going to taste good automatically. That's not no, always yeah. the case. So, like, it's great you that gotta, you found the mixture, mix, because yeah. it could have been, the bourbon could have been overpowering, yeah. it would have muted everything else we were putting in it. It could have been too weak, and everything else would have overpowered it. She would have just had 
paint thinner style yeah. cloying no, spices. It was it was good. That's it good. Really good. And like the spices I used, I used uh, allspice, cloves, cinnamon, anise, uh, anise seeds, anise, anise star yeah. anise, yeah. anise seeds, <laughs> and cider. And cider and bourbon. It was great. So it was and a hit? People... It was a hit. I, which made me, like, so happy. Because, like, now I'm an adult. And now I have to bring my own shit. <laughs> instead of just carry in the shit that my mom brought. And the fact that I was like, hey, I want to bring something to Thanksgiving. I don't think anybody's ever made. It's not food. And so I want to make this big crock pot of spiced cider that we could have, like, after dinner. Like, while we're all chilling in our, like, Thanksgiving comas. We could be, like, sitting around the fireplace, like, sipping, sipping cider out of mugs. And uh, my uncle, the host, tried to sip. And he's like, holy shit, you're bringing this every year. <laughs> and I'm like, yes! <laughs> That's good. I'm, yeah. I'm so... It's... It's it feels good when you successfully provide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. It so that's that's really, I'm happy for you, and I'm yeah. glad the Forester was put to good use. Yes, and very good. good use. It was it was enjoyed by many of my family. Good. Um, uh, girlfriend brought the cornbread, which she was for some reason really worried that people won't like. I was like, it's fucking cornbread, it's cornbread. and you made it as the like the recipe says, dude, and you crushed it. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, this is good cornbread. Who made yeah. the cornbread? And she kept being like, did you tell him to say that? And I was like, no, it's <laughs> cornbread. Like, I don't need to bribe them. So here, I, I think cornbread is a thing that nobody ever says we need cornbread, but when you have it there, it's always a oh, thank, this is oh good that we God. have cornbread. Oh, the, I, this is exactly the piece that's we, missing. We missed it until I saw you your list and i was like oh my god someone needs to bring cornbread <laughs> yeah see what i mean like like that's that that's what it is it's yeah. it makes me think of garlic bread yeah which is the same thing nobody i think really would say at any type of like family event of like well we need to have garlic bread no it's but just when there's garlic bread it's like oh yes like you almost expect it like if it's not there it's like wait a minute something's missing what's yeah. missing it's like you know what i mean so yeah. it's it's weird where that is but that's good i'm glad um, that was a hit for her as well yeah that was good uh we're talking your turkeys your mashed potatoes green bean casserole which is uh had like mushrooms in it oh uh, yes which so it was really a creamy good. casserole yeah, creamy mushroom did it have bean. the breadcrumbs on top it sure did oh yeah oh, yeah. really good that oh, was yeah. great oh yeah um, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, one, yeah, of my, yeah. <laughs> one of my cousins made like a really good broccoli thing that was like roasted broccoli with like a bunch of whatever all over it, like breadcrumbs and garlic and oh, nice. I want to say almonds or something nice. like I that. I made the Brussels sprouts with yeah. pancetta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. How was that? It was good. I mean, it's the easiest recipe ever. Yeah. You just cut Brussels this, sprouts in that. half, <laughs> you toss it with diced pancetta that you buy already pre diced, and you just olive oil salt pepper shake it up put on a pan 400 for 20 minutes and you're done so it's the <laughs> perfect pretty that's how simple it is i yeah. just told I, the, the recipe is yeah. that simple my cranberry sauce was a surprise hit yeah yeah my mom made the cranberry sauce this year she like made the cranberry sauce and then we still had the jar of cranberry sauce oh my god no i, I didn't no. even i didn't even touch my mom's i want you to taste my cranberry sauce before you leave i you have, have some downstairs? i have some downstairs i'll do that i have some downstairs oh, that sounds good i blended half of it so half of it is smooth and then i left the other half like with the bursted oh. uh, chunky pieces of the yeah, fresh cranberries yeah, yeah. so it's well, like you a, had like two options I made it. No, 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 no. I, I took a whole bag of fresh cranberries, yeah. and that's what I used. But yeah. when it was like reduced down after two hours, I scooped half of it out, blended it to a like sm smooth consistency, and poured the smooth one back in with the oh, chunk. Okay, got it. Like so it was like, like a nice thick soup or something. So it's like chunky peanut butter. Yeah, but got chunky it, got cranberries. It, got it. Okay, I like that. Yeah. My mom just did the first half of that, which is <laughs> just reduce it for two hours, put in a nice bowl, a little sprig of cinnamon or whatever for a garnish, and call it a day. Nice. Um, yeah, that was good. 
Yeah, everything was just really good. Nice. Everything came out good. Gravy was good. Uh, the dining room area was packed with people, so we were, like, elbow to elbow. Uh, and we had, like, three long, like, plastic foldable, like, Costco tables and things like that. And I was, like, you like we had to plan out when we were sitting down because the person in the middle of the table, and like, of the middle table, couldn't get up until everybody else was done eating. So, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. And I know you said you, uh, in the garage we were working out, you said uh, your girlfriend had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that just sounds like so much work. Like as somebody who used to have big family events and now it's just seven. Yeah. You know, maybe eight yeah. people. Um, I, I guess 10 or 12 max. Yeah. Smaller is better for me. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know what, for me, the biggest pain in, in the ass is I, we like, we're, it's an Italian, it's an Italian family. So the emphasis isn't so much in the amount of people. It's the amount of, of food. Yeah. And it's just like, no, we need to have the three tables worth of food. Yeah. And it's just, cool, there's eight of us. <laughs> like, like, that's a, like, that's the thing that's really well, frustrating. yeah, we have three tables worth of food, but there's 26 of us. So it makes sense. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense. So for me, it's so annoying when I would deal with, it's like, why do we have so many appetizers? Why do we have all these things? Why do we have four different types of breads and breadsticks? Yeah. Like, we don't, yeah, we don't need all this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So someone needs to be there to moderate. Yes, 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 yes. So your experience I've had, and to be honest, at, at this point in my life, at my old age, that just sounds really tiring. I'm glad it's 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 good for you. Oh but yeah, for me, I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's so much work. It's definitely tiring. It's <laughs> I feel about Thanksgiving the way you feel about a really good game of playing hockey. <laughs> like, oh my god, I'm like, oh my god, that's so much work. Like, why bother? Just. <laughs> But it's worth it. Just play Skyrim. Just <laughs> don't, don't do that to yourself for two hours. But for me, it's, oh, this is so much work. And man, this is so good. We made this happen. It's good. That's pretty much the feeling. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much the, yeah, I think you nailed it. Yeah, I think you nailed it. So that's good. So that's good. Uh, yeah, just a really good time. Uh, we had like a classic throwback, like cousins all hang out over there and the aunts and uncles all hang out over there. But now like some of the cousins have children that they had to go attend to. So there were like a couple three-year-olds running around the place just lit like... For an hour, literally just two three-year-old girls screaming, running up and yep. down a hallway. Yep. That that part wasn't the best. <laughs> That's really my first experience. Gifts. As a full-ass adult. Uh, yeah, I forgot to bring Lego sets. <laughs> like, well, wait, what do, you, what do you mean as an adult? What do you mean? So I, I'm, I'm 29 now. Okay. I have experienced some of my younger cousins growing up through their twos mm -hmm. and threes mm -hmm. but i was it's probably 17 or 18 the last time one of my cousins was like three or four. Oh, you mean this is your first time really yeah. having to deal with the and then there has been like one baby at a time so they kind of grow up and then they're the three old and then they're shy and they don't want to talk to anybody and they're like say hi to uncle chris uh and stuff like that but now there's two of them and their best friends because their dads are brothers so they're cousins they're first cousins and they're like a couple months apart um and they just love screaming <laughs> like their activity was right. screaming it's yeah, let's it's, run up to people scream in their face and then run somewhere else <laughs> kids yeah no it's great they're uh it's because at that age they they don't know how to communicate their excitement 
or their energy. Yeah. Like they don't know how. That's why they're just like freaking ah! out. That's why they just freak out. They don't know how to convey that emotion yeah. or control it. So yeah. it just blow explodes out of them. Yeah. Um. No. No. It, I, I, I understand. Exploding it. out of them was, is a good way to put it. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. Yeah. No. Like that's that's what it is. I'm not justifying. It, it's annoying as shit. But it's just yeah. that's what it is. Uh. Um, one of them. I there was one part of the night where I was like, okay, you know what? I'll. I'll give these two a few minutes of my energy. I have what they have three hours of energy for tonight. I got maybe 10 minutes in the tank. So I like chased them around and like they ran into a closet and I was like, where are you? And I like whipped open the closet. I'm like, there you are. And then they blasted me in the ears with screaming. Um, I went, to, I was like chasing one of them and I grabbed her and I like picked her up in the air and she just shrugged and went, I got to poop. <laughs> And I was like, okay. And I put her down. She kept running into the other room. And then she just kind of like hung out in that room for a little bit. And then went up to her dad, patted him on the shoulder and said, I pooped. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what? She still wears a diaper or like pull-ups or something. Yeah. Yeah. She's not fully potty trained. But the fact that she was able to convey to me, you need to put me down. (laughs) I'm going to shit my pants. And then ran around while she did it. And then told her dad, hey, father. It is time for you to change my diaper. <laughs> Not to derail the, the the podcast, but especially since I'm now uh, uh, I'm now an uncle, um, yeah. and I have plenty of friends that have babies and children now, yeah. and it's just I've been. It's not like I've the experience you're having. Yeah, that's exactly when it starts. Yeah, it's like your late twenties is when that starts happening around you. You get kind of more integrated into it. Yeah. It's kind of like there's always the idea of children, yeah, of 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 what it means to have children and what it means for the all the entirety of the experience of of childhood, and I, I don't know at my age, especially with the experiences I've, I've I've had and what I've seen and been through, it's weird because on one hand I I I know it's like if I had to. Um, or for some reason I really wanted to, I could do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not against that. Mm-hmm. But that's certainly not enough of a reason to justify that. Uh, <laughs> when I when the overriding feeling of what I have is I don't want that. Um, but, it, but, but what it does, though, is Listen that, to this. <laughs> Dubs is <laughs> accidental future child. <laughs> I'm definitely playing them this episode of that. But, but... but <laughs> It, what what I'm getting to the point is is that it's making me really appreciate the people that I keep in my life because as you get older you kind of weed out the flakes and the shitheads and the people that aren't good characters. So <laughs> Such a gentle way of saying it. So the people in my life that have children, yeah, um, like when they decide to start a family or they have a kid or anything like yeah. that, I'm always genuinely happy, but I'm also genuinely um, um, confident. Because okay. it's like, I know you two are good people. Yeah. And I know you two are having this with the right mindset. Yeah. And I know you two are moving forward with the right, like the right, like, like frame of mind. And it's just, it's just, I, it's just like, it's like getting a promotion. It's yeah. like, that is something I like, I'm kind of speaking personal, but I know you are worthy and ready and deserving of this thing. Yeah. And it's happening. And that's the right thing to happen in this moment. Sure. And that's how I feel about a lot of people, if not everybody that I know who's had a kid that's in my life. I'm like, good. That's what. That that's, sounds good. That sounds <laughs> just about right for you because yeah. that's who you are as a person. It works. It fits. It's very rare that I see people. There's only maybe like one or two people in my life that when they were like, oh, we 
we're, we're, we're pregnant. We're having a kid. I go, you, you shouldn't. <laughs> like, you do not have your shit together. That is not good. Can I, can I make a recommendation real quick? <laughs> it's just that's don't. Yeah, you probably shouldn't. Why? Yikes. Um, How often has that has that thought crossed your mind? Twice. <laughs> There's the number, folks. Yeah, I know exactly the the two situations of. Can I ask you? Do they have kids? Yes, they both have children. Yes. <laughs> oh no! And I feel bad for both of those children. Oh. Yeah, and it's just like because the older you get, and you'll start running into this too if you haven't already, is that you'll realize that like, and I think you already do, but there's no justification or clearance for any type of validation when it comes to the status of a position for anybody, whether Whoa. that's a manager, a leader in a job of like, why the hell are you the boss? Yeah. You have no clue what you're directing or talking about. You don't know the men like the minutia of, of what we do in our department or our industry. Yeah. Yet you're here supposed to direct us all the way down to just because you're a parent quote unquote, doesn't mean you are valid or worth or properly assigned that title of being a parent. Right. It just means you did this thing that has that did this that had this consequence. Yeah, exactly. That's not a justified outcome just for you to have that <laughs> title. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's exactly the quote from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. You know when he's like, "Oh, he may have been your 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 father, but he wasn't your dad." Or oh. you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. a real thing. Like that's very much exactly what that is. It's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. You can be that thing that doesn't justify or validate you for anything because you can of that title. Technically, create offspring. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't mean you are worthy of Damn. raising that offspring. Wow. That's one hundred percent the case. One hundred percent the case. And this happens all the time. This happens all the fucking time. It sucks, but yeah. it happens all the time where oh, it's yeah. like, cool, you added another shit person to the world <laughs> because you're a shit person and you're going to put the, all your shit and all your shittiness into this blank slate that doesn't know any better and is going to go out in the world and spread that shittiness even further. And it holds us back. So, like, <laughs> sorry, I said I don't want to go on a tangent. I don't want to take us off topic here, but I'm just saying. So, pretty good Thanksgiving. <laughs> pretty good Thanksgiving. I had a pretty good Thanksgiving. <laughs> all the all the kids there, all the children ra being raised by people who should have children? Yes. Okay, good. 100%. 100%. Um, there were two. One is a year and a half. One yeah. is two. And one is like six months. Okay. So it was all very, very young, little, not really communicating level yeah. of, <laughs> just, of blah, 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 blah. yeah, just, bah, just like, <laughs> all right. Like, it's a nice, <laughs> I found again in my old age that my favorite type of, of like infants of, of children, I think is like around the one year to like the 1.8 mark. Sure. Where they can't really form sentences. Mm. But, like, you get what they're getting at. Food. No, they can't say food. Oh. But they just go, like, ah. <laughs> and they have, like, this face. And they're looking at, like, bread. And I'm holding up the bread. And it's, like, this is going to sound really bad. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> it's gonna, I'm ready. It's going to sound really bad. It's like an advanced dog. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Where I can, like, hold up the bread. <laughs> And be like, so you're hungry, right? It's like, yeah, pa. It's like, okay, cool. Bah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, all right, you're hungry. Like, but that's what it is. It's it's, it's this uh, it's this weird connection you have 
where there's communication, but not full, clear, concise, efficient communication, but it's communication. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying this from a parent's perspective, where it's way more in tune, where it's like, oh, this he's getting tired, or oh, she she's really hungry. You know, it's not it's not. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking like I'm in the proximity of of this person. <laughs> And I'm understanding the what it's a person. You know, when you said advanced dog, you know what thought popped into my head? No. You know when you see someone and you just know that that person shouldn't have children? (laughs) Yeah. Calling a tiny person an advanced dog. I never said it was. Uh, I said the experience is similar. To something no, like I, that. I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> but you're right. I don't want children. But so there's, yeah, like there's like a very limited form of communication. But it's there. Yeah, and it's exactly. intuitive. Still is yeah, my point. Exactly. Like it's very limited, but it's intuitive. Yeah, and it's weird how that works. Where like I can see like like he looks at me or yeah. she looks at me, and and I can kind of like do some kind of like nonverbal silliness yeah. or some type of like attempt, bah. and they kind of get it. <laughs> yeah, and they do it. Or they start like dancing. I'm like, yeah, break it down. Like, and they get <laughs> it. Like, so fun. And they get it. They they they, uh, they see my enthusiasm. Like, yeah, I am breaking it down. It's just like, yeah, there you go. You know, the, the advanced part of the dog metaphor comes from like, I think dogs you could have very basic communication with, but it's very one way. It's that's what sit, yes. get off. Yes, food outside stuff like that. You could train a dog to like ring a bell yes. when it wants to go outside, or uh, like when you say food and the dog like perks up and like looks at the food bowl. It's like yes. okay, yes, you want food. Yes, but uh, babies like the one ar- around one year old is very like it's not. You could have it, a little more than that. It's weird because it's like it's not like you're training them. But they just, they, it's just, this, it's the human part of it where they yeah. just, they understand. I mean, you could, you could teach it. Like there are definitely some kids who get it faster. And part yes. of that is just like some kids pick it up faster, but sometimes the parents like spend a lot more time. Yeah. Like essentially training. Is, in a way, in a way, like, like, like they, they learn, but like, you, I understand that's what, I guess that's what it is. It's just like, you understand them better and it doesn't have the annoying part of how a three-year-old comes up and just screams, right? Because <laughs> yeah, they exactly. don't know how to convey it to that level. Yeah, they haven't quite learned humor <laughs> or, like, that making people mad can be funny. <laughs> right, It's exactly. It's, yeah. very, it's very one-dimensional where yeah. it's like they are hungry, they can't convey it, so they cry. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like that's a very like binary situation it's yep. very simple it's a it's a one or a ah. zero yeah <laughs> they're crying and they're and they're reaching for something it's like yeah. cool you obviously want that thing that's extremely obvious yeah it's not like you picked up somebody and they said i'm going to poop it's like okay well i'm gonna put you down <laughs> i gotta poop and then they didn't poop <laughs> yeah you know what i mean and then it's like okay i thought you had to poop it's like not yet and then they ran away and then as they were running they went uh-oh squat and poop and then they're like, oh i pooped like that's that's not a binary situation, really. It's like, okay, so I put you down to to fulfill the poop sequence. That I thought you, you were going to take a left down that hallway that has the bathroom in it. Yes, you took a right. <laughs> you went into the room where people are eating. Yes, exactly. That's that's the, that's the thing. That's yeah. the thing. Uh, let's spend thirty minutes talking about the entire Matrix trilogy. That should be easy, right? Yeah, crack open that cold one, baby. Uh-huh. Loud sip. I'm not going to be that guy. 
I'm not going to be that guy. I, I'm that guy too often, so I'm not going to be that guy right so now. So we obviously didn't record on Thanksgiving. Um, so we had two weeks off. And we wanted to watch more than just a movie, that thing that we've been doing where we go through old movies. Uh, so we decided to watch the entire Matrix trilogy because the new movie is coming out very soon, right? In like a week or two or something? Like Friday? Tomorrow? No. What if it is? When do you think uh, The Matrix Resurrections? I think it comes out uh, Christmas week. Matrix Resurrection. Christmas week. It's too big of a name. out on December 22nd. <laughs> Told you. Woo-hoo. <laughs> that's like Monday or something. Yeah, it's early. So that's fun. Um, so you've seen the matrix trilogy multiple times right yes how many times would you say all the way through all three or like each movie per se five times each yeah probably yeah so i've seen matrix one once this is the third time i've seen matrix one okay and i've seen reloaded and revolution Revolutions? I think revolutions. Revolutions, yeah. Uh, zero times. This is the first time I've seen it. This is the first it. time you've ever seen it? Yep. Really? Yep. We've talked about it a lot, but... <laughs> and I've seen clips from them, uh, but I... <laughs> you look appalled and disgusted at me. No, shocked. This is shock. This is my shock face. <laughs> yeah. No, I've never seen them before okay. this week. Okay. So, so I have a lot to unpack as a first-time viewer of this trilogy. Number one, when I went to HBO Max and I watched the first one, it was a great time. I was like, oh, man, this classic, this Mm-mm. good old Matrix movie. Mm. I also, I, uh, my girlfriend was on the couch and she's like, I want to read or I want to play Animal Crossing. I forget what she did, but she wanted to do something handheld but didn't want to go upstairs. I was like, cool, do you mind if I watch The Matrix? It's my homework assignment for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, yeah, that's fine. And then, uh, like, 20 minutes into it, she had stopped whatever activity she was doing. And she was watching Matrix because she has never seen it. Because she was like, (laughs) that's an even bigger level of shock. Um, She has never seen any of them. Okay, so she got got to witness the virgin birth. Yeah, exactly. So the whole beginning of that movie, which was... Uh, starts with Trinity, I believe. Yeah, Trinity mm-hmm. uh, being chased by the agents in the truck, and she, she goes on the phone. And she was like, huh, okay. And then Neo is sleepy, weird computer hacker, goes to a club, meets Trinity, and th- she's like, yeah, 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 Matrix, whatever. The rabbit. Yep. Uh, to, uh, oh, my God. And the whole Morpheus scene is so good with the two leather chairs and the red pill, blue pill. That whole scene, <laughs> she put down whatever she was holding. She was watching like, what is this movie about? <laughs> she doesn't even know what it's about. She thought it was like 90s computer hackers. Like the Matrix was like the internet. <laughs> and they just dope around on the internet and like hack stuff. And then they have guns. And they I'm get, getting like, goosebumps. They- do, you, do you see <laughs> my hair up on my arms right yes. now? I have goosebumps of excitement. <laughs> So she literally thought they were like just cool computer hackers and they teach Nito how to shoot bad guys. This is like me. And these like <laughs> FBI agents in suits that are played by Elrond from Lord of the Rings come and they like shoot him and stuff like that. And I was like, 
oh oh no 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 pay attention <laughs> and then like the then he takes the red pill or whatever and then it's like it's time for you to wake up and then the, he gets birthed out of the goop the virgin birth? and she's like what the fuck <laughs> is this movie <laughs> i literally got to see someone who thought she knew what it was about who had no idea what the matrix this is, is like really somebody about. seeing lord of the rings saying this is a movie about a famous jeweler right like <laughs> It's like this is like a medieval movie, right? Medieval like movie about, Arthur. A, about a jeweler, right? <laughs> made this famous ring. Pretty it's much. Like, yeah. Exactly. Go ahead Pretty and watch much. the first movie. <laughs> yeah. Wait, why is that one guy so tall? <laughs> why is Gandalf so tall? Oh, they're those are tiny people. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It was like that. It's like the whole red pill, blue pill. Uh and uh what got me the most was that scene where he's holding both of them out and you could see each pill and the reflection of each of his glasses lenses. Mm-hmm. She goes, Ooh, that's a cool shot. And I was like, Yes. She's never yes, seen it is. In And then the, the, the waking up in the pod, she literally like <laughs> the second it was like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like birds himself and he's like like gasping for air and all the goop she's like what the fuck <laughs> is going on <laughs> and then like it's actually closer to the year 2199 and she's like what the fuck <laughs> is this movie literally had no idea it took place in the future and then the pot ejected him and he got shot down Nebuchadnezzar found yeah, him and, and then like he's up. touching the the plug the in plugs. the back of his neck and his arms and she's like, what on earth? And then, like, you hear the whole story with the robots, and there was a robot war. And she's like, this is blowing my mind right now. <laughs> it was like there was a twist in the movie, which I imagine a first-time moviegoer in 1999 probably had a similar experience. Right. God, it was like, it was like watching someone find out that Darth Vader is Luke's father. <laughs> like, imagine someone going into Star Wars just completely not knowing that. Yes. And then just like, wait, what? Okay, okay. (laughs) That's an awesome experience. Right? That's so awesome. It was so interesting. So it made my enjoyment of the first movie so much more than it would have been if I was just like popping it on, sitting on the couch or whatever. Okay. Which, it's a great movie. I still would have had a great time. But I got to like explain it to her. And I was like, "These are." That all- was my question. Did you exp- did you let her write it out, or were you like pausing and breaking? I was giving it down? her hints, uh, okay. like uh, what was it like? You plug in um, something like that. Uh, you plug into the source, or not the source? You I, plug I into think, the matrix. I think Smith says in the first one, like you're like a virus or something like that. And I looked over to her and I was like, "Like a computer virus." Yes. And I wasn't going to be like, Agent Smith is a program that was okay. built by okay. the Matrix okay. okay. who right. like, goes right. out and eliminates. But right. I just gave her a little, like, you know, like a computer virus. Little She's nudges. Like, I got that. Okay, little nudges. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then um, there are certain things like uh, uh, Trinity. And I was like, like the Holy Trinity. Yeah. <laughs> and I <laughs> gave her, like, things like Nebuchadnezzar. And she was like, what's the name of their ship? The Nebuchadnezzar. You know, like the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, like, Neo is a, a what's it called? Anagram of one. Uh, he's the anomaly. He's, yeah, he's the anomaly, and there's all these things. And then, like, the Oracle, and, like, what's going on with the Oracle? And there are so the predictive, many things. The predictive program, yeah. Yeah, she loved it by the end. And then, like, there are certain scenes, like the rooftop, like, bullet dodging scene, and, like, the hotel lobby, all the walls exploding. She's like, see, this is what I knew about The Matrix. A just okay. cool okay. action movie and something with computers. Yes. 
did not know they were in a computer simulation because they lost a robot uprising war <laughs> 200 years in the future. And now humans are farmed for energy. Yeah, yeah. She was like, is this a horror movie? Yeah. I was like, no, it's spooky. Like, it's that part's kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's definitely but, spooky, yeah. Oh, it was so cool. And then the whole, like, the twist. So now that she was, like, already her mind was blown, she was a long for the ride. And nice. then, like, the whole twist with Cypher, like, when he's eating the steak and he's talking to Agent Smith. Um, and she's like, wait, what? The, the, he's one of the bad guys. Is he working for the bad guy? And I was like, well, listen, he's making a deal with the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, it was like watching it with like a little kid like, <laughs> explaining it. Like, well, no, I'm not going to tell you. Just listen. Right. You'll find out. And it was, it was so cool. And then like the whole, um, I, the, when they explained that if you die in the matrix, you die in real life. She's like, ugh. I was like, relax. This is like the first movie that did that. Every movie that you're thinking of ripped took it off. off. Took it off from this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and she's like, eh, true, true. Um, yeah. And then like the whole I know Kung Fu. And he, she was like, wait, I don't like, how does he just know Kung Fu? And I was like, they literally installed a program into him. Like yes. they downloaded an add-on. That was before the scene when Trinity goes, I need to know how to fly a helicopter. Yeah, exactly. And then she's like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> And good. And yeah. She's like, okay. And she just gets in yeah. and starts flying. Yeah. They also say, so she was coming from someone who is like, has seen a lot of pulp culture things that have referenced the Matrix. Now going back and watching the Matrix, it's a little campy. Like the amount of times they literally say, I'm in. <laughs> in the Matrix, every time someone would say it, she would do a deep, low, gravelly voice and look over at me and say, I'm in. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I know. okay. Again, they, they get started that it. from this movie. Yeah, they started it. This is the movie that made this. Yeah, that's yeah. why this was such a cultural phenomenon. Because yes. like it started all of that stuff. Uh, and then, like, even just the visualization of the Matrix, like, the green As letters code. going down. She's like, oh, my, this is my new computer screensaver. And I was like, again, from the movie. <laughs> they made that. Yeah. This is the movie that, that made it. Yeah, she's younger than you, isn't she? She's three years younger than me. That's, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's enough. Younger. Like, yeah. I'm, on the, I'm on the younger side. I was in middle people. school when that came out. I remember watching that. I was being, a, yeah, I was in. Third I remember grade VHS watching the uh, the first Matrix, yeah. and then the other two I was watching in the movie theater. Yeah, and I was just like, "What the hell?" Yeah. <laughs> so Matrix one, fantastic, so good. Um, and the, oh my god, one part that we both had to make fun of was how insanely nineties the music choices were. Oh, it was like techno 90. And then Rage Against the Machine for the credit song at the end. Uh, and when he like says like, I'm Neo and I'm going to I'm gonna mess up the Matrix. And he hangs up the phone and flies off into the yeah. air with him. Rage Against the Machine playing. She's like, oh, yeah. It was like doing like metal fists in the air. It was so good. That was so badass in, back in the day, though. That oh, yeah. was. <gasps> he could fly. Yeah, that was so badass back in the day that yeah. scene slaps oh yeah oh, i remember like the, the first lobby. time seeing it getting like goosebumps and in the lobby scene oh yeah when it, the... he walked they walked through the the metal beep, the... Beep, 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 beep. he opens his jacket <laughs> and he's just <laughs> strapped uh and then there's that famous blooper of like when he's like leaning against the pillar waiting for the gunfire to cease to cease and like there's still pieces of concrete falling which they filmed pretty like real in yes. camera yes like they had uh i Live forgot what they're called but they yeah. they like popped bits of concrete off and he does like a 180 spin and kind of he's like tripped <laughs> in that uh just falls flat just yeah falls flat yeah. and they had to like reset the scene which apparently was a very expensive trip um 
Yeah, it was it was an absolute blast watching the first one. So uh, because I'll, I unexpectedly got to see it with someone who I had no idea how little they knew about it. So that helps a lot. I would say as far as my viewer, my viewing of it, I like because we'll do it movie by movie. The first movie, I, I, it's hard. It's mm-hmm. so hard because that first movie is a classic. Yeah, it truly is a cinematic classic. Mm-hmm. Like it created bullet time. Yeah. Right. It created much. that special effect. It created the I'm in. It created the like I know kung fu. You know, yeah. it created <laughs> so many I don't want to say tropes, but it created so many um cultural things. Staples. That's the term, staples. It's so hard to view it as just this okay, this is the first movie out of three. It was it was done so well. Yeah. You know? Um And I almost ends in a way like there didn't need to be a sequel like i feel like the first movie was like its own thing and then they made two sequels on top of it the other two movies came out in the same year which is the crazy part the same year as each other yes which we'll get to um i i I, okay so so the matrix one okay so the matrix one let let me put it this way because you've you've read my uh my exposition on on the matrix as a whole um, the first movie by itself, in the terms of what you're saying, it, it kind of already begins to lead down the path of the exposition of what I was talking about with the uh, connection to Christianity. Mm-hmm. But I think the big part about the first movie, which was so exciting to me, was just they were it was the story took over more than the symbolism. Yeah, if that makes any sense. You were more, I, I like I was caught up more in the it's the people versus the machines and it's yeah. it's, it's the apocalyptic environment and and all this shit and like the programs and all this and um that was the thing that I th- I always thought and focused more on in that movie mm-hmm. less of he's the one what does that mean like and there's so many nuggets that they leave in the first movie to be picked up in the other two. Yeah. But the fact that like they he kept they kept calling him the one. That was I think the biggest significance of the fact that Morpheus treated this and he said it this is a prophecy. The mm-hmm. prophecy said you are the one. Mm-hmm. Right? That's hammered home throughout the entire series. But the fact that they kept saying it you're kind of right I think where yeah they could have ended it there, but the emphasis of how he's the one it kind of there's some prophecy that we clearly haven't seen yet. We haven't heard yeah. the prophecy. And and to be honest, I don't think we hear the prophecy. Yeah, we do. We do. We hear about the prophecy. Yeah. Yeah, in the second movie. But um, the architect explains it to him, right? Well, no, the prophecy is... Well, the architect explains in the second movie the real... You're not really a prophecy. Yeah, exactly. You're kind of a mathematical outcome. Yeah, exactly. That's really what you are. Yeah. Like That yeah. whole... Oh, I yeah, want to talk about. Yeah, we'll get there in a second. Separately, um, I, I think I think it was. You know what else? You know what else I'll say. Especially, especially uh, when compared to the other two, the first movie was a simple movie. Yeah, it was very simple. It was humans versus machines. Yeah, the resistance, the we survival of computers, humanity. and we could download stuff, and you have to get in there, and and it wasn't a foreign concept like terminator movies came out way before that right yeah. like 10 10 years before that yeah so it's not like humans versus machines was something that nobody touched on or nobody ever like brought up that was something that was like yeah no we've had movies like this yeah you know, like skynet and all that other stuff so i think it the the cool part about it is i know you helped her 
and like moved her along mm-hmm. with explaining the movie. Mm-hmm. But I think she would have gotten it. Like it's simple. Yeah. Like like the concept at the end of the day is simple. And yeah. And I think the only hard part is that there's a certain level of trying to understand what you're seeing as the outcome. Like when you see Neo starting to do things, and I think Morpheus. Oh yeah, it's in the subway. And Morpheus, uh, like Trinity goes, like, like, what's happening? What is he doing? And then Morpheus says, he is believing. Or he's, he's beginning to believe. Yeah, he's beginning <laughs> to believe. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so grand. Yeah. Of a, it, like all, and that's the other thing too. A lot of the dialogue is grand. It really is. That whole speech when he's giving him the red pill versus the blue pill, every line slaps. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Agent uh, are Smith's you ready lines? to? Yeah. Are you ready to see how deep down the rabbit hole goes? Yes. And like he speaks like so eloquently. Yeah. The same thing with Agent Smith. Even yeah. Agent Smith's lines, yeah. even though they're not as they're a little bit more harsh, mm-hmm. they're still delivered. It's also Hugo Weaving yeah. killing it, but it's it's delivered so perfectly. And I remember he said it. I read that he said it in the interview when they said his betrayal of Agent Smith. He said, "I had so much fun mm-hmm. because." I wanted to portray a neutral character that wasn't obviously machine against humans mm-hmm. and had it didn't have any humanity to it though. I wanted something that was neutral to both sides. Mm-hmm. And cuz that's also Agent Smith's kind of yeah. character as yeah. the other two movies show that he's kind of he doesn't want anybody. Yeah, exactly. He wants him. Yeah, he's, he's in it for him, not chaos. for yeah. yeah, he doesn't choose the machines in the system. He doesn't choose the humans and humanities. He chooses Agent Smith. And that was, he did it such a good job too, like with the way he delivered his lines on it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's kind of what like sparked a lot was yeah. the dialogue on things. Yeah, Just yeah, yeah. A lot of the dialogue sparked. And a lot of the quote unquote like standardized human conversations were really with like the side characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they didn't really have a lot of dialogue. Yep. So it was like these little, these little glimpses of, of humanity, humanity that we understand. Yep. Because even in the Matrix, when we saw the beginning part of that movie, when and when Neo is in it, and um, Mr. Anderson is still just Mr. Anderson, Mr. Anderson in a cubicle, <laughs> everything is what green and gray hued. We don't hear a lot of conversations that Neo has with anybody. Yeah. There's not a lot of humanity you see. You just yeah. you just hear sounds of humanity. Yeah. You don't see social interaction he goes to a nightclub nobody's talking nobody's really smiling they're just moving and like yep. mechanically dancing yeah like robotically like a computer simulation yes you know what i mean so <laughs> yeah. it's like anyways yeah matrix one is great yes. um can i talk about rotten tomatoes a little bit Ooh, i mean it's good do you have a guess for a number it's gonna be either high 80s low 90s 88 Okay. 88 certified fresh. Um, <clears throat> looking back at some of the reviews from January 1st, 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll read some bad ones. The only thing energetic about the Matrix are its special effects. Okay. Ultimately, the Matrix settles for a technically dazzling comic book shtick. Some might count this as a good thing, but I'm not a fan of the Wyckoffsky's more is more aesthetic. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, I think it's... Uh... Four award-winning uh, categories would beg to disagree, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else do we got? It's, it's The negative reviews are few and far between. That's it. <laughs> yeah. It's... Um, the Matrix does indeed have a plot and a sense of mythos that grounds it and makes it more than the sum of all of its special effects wizard- wizardry. 
Uh, someone just said, go see this and soon. Yes. <laughs> uh, the story, it's not bad, but it definitely takes a backseat to the astounding visuals. An exercise in sheer and unadulterated coolness. <laughs> Which, that's the other thing. It is... Sp- like over spilling with just fucking cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you mean? What? What do you it mean? It is every single kid in the early two thousands just wanted to be Neo. I saw yeah. so many of those dumb fucking sunglasses, <laughs> and trench coats, and black boots, and just you're not fucking Neo. <laughs> no, you're not Neo. Um. Even on the level of gunplay, The Matrix is a wonderful film. The action is intensely involving, executed with yep. technical wizardry, yes. and at times evokes the rhythm of Star Wars. Ooh, that's not what I would have said, but okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, so pretty good. I had a great time. Girlfriend had a great time. Uh, I'm so excited to hear how she handled number two. Uh, she didn't. <laughs> Because she didn't, she's like, I don't want to watch another one yet. Because I started okay. late. I watched all three of them this past week after oh, Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, and I was like, all right, you want to watch the uh, Matrix Two Reloaded uh, tomorrow? She's like, no, I, I don't. I need a break. <laughs> like, I want to uh, digest it and like do something else. But I, I'd probably watch two and three eventually. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Maybe next time I want to go watch them again, I'll watch them. So I watched two and three alone. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. I was really looking forward to like her experience but two and three for these reviews. Now you get my experience because okay. I had never seen two and three before. Ooh. <laughs> um, I'm excited. So two, the first thing I noticed was I went to HBO Max and I okay. went to Matrix Reloaded, and mm-hmm. it came out 2004, five years after the first one, mm-hmm. which is an amount of time that tells me that they weren't necessarily planning a sequel. And then they got greenlit for a sequel, or they came up with an idea for a sequel, or the first one sold so incredibly well that they needed to make a sequel. And then I noticed that The Matrix Revolutions is also came out in 2004. <laughs> Yes, that's why it took so long. They did two movies. Yeah, at the and same I was time. like, "What does that mean?" So I actually don't know this. I wanted to look this up. Was that originally supposed to be one mega movie? No. Or they filmed two back-to-back movies. To my knowledge, they wanted to do uh, the back-to-back Slamaroonie. Got it. Okay. Um, I remember. I think it was because. I mean, I don't know the financial reasons behind it, but I know the hype was really, really bad. The like hype ba- was bad not bad like negative bad and like it was so insanely high for yeah. the matrix yeah like like I, I remember when like the posters were coming out for the yeah. two movies and i remember a, it was a frenzy to be like holy shit what happens yeah you know what i mean <laughs> it's like seeing the the highway scene and the twins uh and stuff like that i'm assuming no, just the posters. Like what was on the posters? The posters it was it, the posters were just like the green um code <laughs> yeah. with like one of the characters. So it would just be Trinity or just be <laughs> or and that is the crazy part, it was the twins. And people were like, What the f- who the hell <laughs> are these albino dreadlocked yeah, twins? Who are these two? What? Yeah. So stuff like that was just it was really exciting. And um yeah, I think it took five years because of the fact they did two movies at the same time, mm. to my knowledge. But I'm not accurate because I haven't researched that part. Yeah. But to my knowledge, that's why that happened. 
Okay. I mean, say probably it, they could have just gotten right to work or something like that. Or yeah, I I don't think they had difficulties with like the greenlit side of it. I think it was just oh, yeah. We have two movies doing a lot of special effects and literal effects, like the highway scenes. Oh yeah, were there all... was a, there was a. What I really liked about it is there's a fairly decent amount, like a fairly decent mix of special effects versus practical effects. Yeah. Like I really like a lot of the sets, like a lot of the, like the real world, like outside of the matrix, a lot, if not all of that, besides like the machines, obviously was like practical effects. Yeah. Like the inside of the ship. Yeah. And like, uh, Zion Mm -hmm. and things like that. It was really interesting. Yeah. And those such a, they take a lot. So yeah, exactly. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I watched that one for the first time. I had definitely seen scenes. I have seen the intro, which must mean that I must have like tried to watch it a while ago. When you ago. say the intro, do you just mean the fight scene with Neo the or do you mean Trinity? The, oh, like running the, through the building and diving out the window. The and quote unquote dream, you mean? The, yeah, okay. the dream. And then I he like wakes okay. up. And, okay. Yeah. Um, so I've definitely seen that. Okay. Uh, and I remember like the jumping off the motorcycle, doing the backflip and doing the superhero landing. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah iconic. Uh, I've seen chunks of the highway scene. I've seen the two buses smashing into each other, slow motion diving, which yeah. is so watching the bus crumple behind yep. him. And which, the shooting. Dude, yeah. I saw that in the movie theaters. It was, a, it was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. It was just, oh my God. Yeah. It was so, the action and reloaded is so over the top that I found myself laughing a couple times. Like at just how many bullets they're shooting. <laughs> well, it's also, uh, it's very different. And you, in like, in my opinion, they, you get that sense very quickly. Mm. Like that, like going back to the beginning of the movie, when you said beginning, I, I actually wasn't even thinking about the Trinity, uh, the, the dream that he has, the vision. Yeah. I was thinking about the conference. That they're at. The conference. It's all the captains of the ships that are on that oh, sort of yeah. level. And yeah. they're being called back to Zion. Yeah. And that's when they're talking about, and Morpheus is saying, like, well, someone needs to stay up for the Oracle. Yeah. And they're all like, shut the fuck up, Morpheus. <laughs> like, <laughs> you fucking whack. Like, like it's war. We need to get back. Like, we're, yeah. it's, we're at war. We need bullets. We don't need fucking your hippy-dippy shit. Like, yeah, let's exactly. go. And, um... And then Neo, like, and that's what I always took that scene, that scene for. It's the immediate, like, this is not a guerrilla rebellion anymore. Mm. This is not the underground, uh, like, like rebels of the first movie. Mm-hmm. This is now war. Like, yeah. we have, like, in, in the last one, it was the Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. Now we're seeing, like, eight to ten captains of different ships yeah. like that. Communicating and, yeah. Meeting in the Matrix, talking about, like, the war plan. Yeah. And... On top of that, you then have Neo confidently being like, something's wrong. I'll be right back. Going upstairs and then just being like, get back to your ships. Like, yeah. Like, because the agent was there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because yeah, he knew. And it was just like, and then he beats the shit out of him. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then he just flies up and goes. That's a huge tone shift from the yeah. first movie. The first movie was Neo's like, who, what, what's going on? <laughs> and we're all like that. Like, yeah. we as the viewer all feel like, what the fuck is like like your girlfriend like what the fuck is going on like excuse me yeah which will is genuinely is gonna be one of the highlight like movie watching moments with her of all time that's awesome when we realized that she had no idea what the matrix was about that's awesome but so so to me you're right it's over the top but to me it's also 
it was the natural progression because now in the matrix a you have neo who's basically a god on your side in yeah. the matrix um on your side that means b you are no longer required to be the same level of what they were doing of mm-hmm. hiding and running and avoiding the agents yeah, now it's like now. now now it's like neo says i'll take care of the agents keep going and just yeah. fucks them up <laughs> and, yeah. just, and that's it yeah so it's a it's a different um attitude because of it yeah and that's how i took it yeah no that's accurate that's that's how i took it too i was gonna say like i don't know how much of this is is unbiased because i've seen this so many times and i saw it when i was so young you're allowed to be biased Okay, I think there was over-the-top amounts of violence and, and action by comparison. Yeah. Um, but again, I think that's the natural ramp-up of the, of of of, of what happens in the story. Yeah. Right. Well, like, like no, in an, like to in me, an, it came in across an, very much as well. It's the second one, so there needs to be more of everything. Because think about a new hope. A new hope. They attack the Death Star with like a squadron of X wings and Y wings, and yeah. then you have like. Return of the Jedi Battle of Endor, you have capital ships and yeah. cruise ships attacking each other. Yeah. Like over in a planetary battle. That's like, a very like story way to ramp it up. That's kind of what happens in the Matrix, I feel. Well, this one it's like, hey, what what if instead of like uh Agent Smith and a few agents, we had like fifty Agent Smiths? But there's a reason for that. And then towards the mid- the end of the fight, he just keeps saying more, and then more Agent Smiths keep coming up. And Neo's got to, like, kick all of them. But do you understand why? I, yeah, because he keeps replicating. Because he's a virus in the system. Yeah. Yes. And you know why he's a virus in the system? No. He is... I mean, not to get into the whole conversation of how he is... Um, Let's get into this. He is the anti-Neo. He is the opposite of the one. Yeah. Right? He is the one, but the dark instead of the light, et cetera, et cetera. The yeah. end to the yang. In the Matrix, the computer programs are supposed to be, quote-unquote, exiled. And by exile, they return to the source code, and they get assimilated and destroyed. Mm. So, in other words, the software gets terminated. Mm-hmm. Their existence ends. That's what happens with Sati. Yeah. Right? Like, that's why they're trying to... The parents try to save Sati, because Sati is... They no longer have a purpose as software, so there's no more need for them to be there taking resources. Yeah. So, therefore, Sati's being shipped off to somewhere safe. Yeah. Right? And the Merovinci is is controlling all this and the Merovinci is an old exiled program yeah if you do not return to the source code you have to hide and survive in the matrix yeah right agent smith was supposed to be deleted yeah which is what happened at the end of the first movie mm-hmm. when neo killed him mm-hmm. right but neo didn't kill him that was the if you think about origins right the creation and the unity of something that mm-hmm. splits it so zero or one becomes two mm-hmm. like man then has woman yeah right, for example um, when he kills Agent Smith, that is actually the forging of their story and their arc that ends in the third. Yeah. When they merge again, yeah. they inter they interfere each other again, and they explode. Right. <laughs> that's what happened, and that's because of that. How can I explain this in the least amount of words? Agent Smith replicating is his version of not returning to the source. Okay. He doesn't return to the source code. Because he refuses to be a part of the source code yeah. of the Matrix. Mm-hmm. He no longer, like, we've, we talked about this before. He no longer identifies as a part of the program. Right. He is, no, I am my own thing and I will control my destiny. And that's the theme of the Matrix, right? The destiny, the one, the prophecy, mm-hmm. and the inevitability of it all. The, the causation, the, uh, the, the 
all all those fucking all there's so many there's so many of it i can't even they all say it the architect says it the oracle says it morpheus says it neo says it agent smith says it fucking the mayor vinci says it they all talk about it inevitability cause and effect causation uh 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 You've already made the choice. You just don't know why you did it yet. Yeah, exactly. all this fucking shit. Past the choices, we don't know. Understand. Yes, all that yeah. fucking shit. The whole, <laughs> all, all three movies are all about that. Yeah, but but like, Age Smith doing that is that is that flip side of him assimilating because that is what he does as the darkness. If you mm-hmm. think about, okay, stop. Uh, phone. <laughs> That's what he does as the darkness, right? So, going kind of into what we I put in the notes app, not to go into all 30 paragraphs of that but the side of how neo is the side of the compassion yeah and smith is the side of the hammer yeah right the side of the sword the he is the violence versus the peace mm-hmm. um very kung fu right um that's why he is the many versus the one mm-hmm. okay do you there get them don't get is. me wrong it was fucking ridiculous to watch. Um, <laughs> also, but worst CGI scene of the whole trilogy. That was like the hottest piece of CGI at the time. The rubber Neo. <laughs> Smooth plastic Neo. Stretch Armstrong Neo. Yes. Um, yes, you're right. That was a way to expand on like, look at the powers these two have, because that's setting up the final fight in the third movie yes. of they are evenly matched, despite the many versus the one. Yeah. Again, like uh, to paraphrase from the the notes app of what of what was written, um, Neo has the power of God within him, right? So yeah. he can he should be able to smite all. Yeah. But that's um, why there's so many of them. To explain this notes app that you keep referencing, I unfortunately didn't read this ahead of time because i only open the notes when i have something to add um you wrote in bold all caps underlined be super high when you read this (laughs) and then copy and pasted which i genuinely thought you wrote this all out copy and pasted uh 20 paragraphs breaking down all the allegories of the matrix and how neo and christianity and computers and what it all means and things like that it's kind of all over the place it's really not it's really you know why you're saying that it's because you quote unquote read it by having siri read it <laughs> I to did you highlight the whole text and had siri read it's it not the me. same as if you sat there and actually read it but yeah. Um, let's continue with your review, though, of the second movie. Uh, I thought it was great. I thought it okay. continued the story in a really exciting way. Uh, it, like, built upon it. It felt like the whole, like, that that tonal shift that you're talking about at the beginning of, let me fuck up these agents. <laughs> you guys get away. <laughs> yeah. Go to war. Yeah. Uh, is, like, I thought very appropriate. Like, that is the natural progression of... And extremely different than the first movie where it was a single agent was death. Yeah, exactly. To everybody. Run. Run. Yeah. Run. Run as an agent. Yeah. And now, now it's... I'll fuck up this room of agents. Yeah, and Neo is fighting three of them at once. Yeah. Like, he's doing it one-handed I think at one yeah. point just like and then like one guy actually slips past a parry and goes oh you like upgrades yeah <laughs> like, right <laughs> he's like uh like uh charmed by it or like yeah. amused by it yeah yes it was interesting um <laughs> so that was great I loved the the lore building that they did that was like my favorite part of rewatching the three of them okay rewatching the first one and watching the second, second and third one. one okay it was just like how 
like structured of a world they've built. Like, what do you mean? There are rules. There are characters. They have clear roles. There's different. Like, um, you keep saying his name. The French guy, Merovinci. The Merovinci. Um, he has like his own thing that he does, and like you could get how like the rules of the Matrix apply to what he's doing, and that's a really cool like new character to add. And his, his character for me is the hardest to place. I, I said this to you in the garage. He's the hardest character for me to place, in the sense of like. The con the conceptual side of the matrix. In reality of the matrix, he's just an exiled program. Mm-hmm. He's an old program that that like Smith was like, I'm I'm supposed to return to the source. I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm going to hide and be in exile, and I'm going to help other programs that want to survive. Yeah, find find safety. But he talks about cause and effect a lot yeah. and causation, and and um, he does it when he makes that girl come. <laughs> um. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Did you did you not know that's what it was? I knew exactly what that was. Okay, you just that sentence hit me like a, a bottle. I'm of sorry. Bricks. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can I can be more eloquent. It's the scene when he gives a a piece of code in a in in cake to another program. He codes a piece of cake to give a a program an orgasm. <laughs> right, but so here's the thing, and this is what Sati's whole like the whole train situation with Sati kind of explains, Mm -hmm. which is the computers try to explain to Neo that they, they don't feel love. Mm -hmm. Like what we feel is not love, but what we feel can be labeled the human term love, Mm. but we do not feel the human love. Mm -hmm. So it's the way to bridge our ability to perceive what the machines are doing on a software side through human lenses Mm. so they have to do it through human terms yeah right so that was really like yes i guess we could just keep it crude and simple and just they derive pleasure when code when binary the binary parts of their code flips to make something pleasing to them so he did that to a piece of cake for somebody yeah and like that's what he did right just for like shits and gigs Yes, yeah, or or in the movie sense, at least, to, like, showcase a sense of, like, the cause and the effect. Like, she does not know why she eats the cake. She eats the cake. (laughs) She does not know why the feeling, like, occurs and happens, but that is the effect of it, right? So, therefore, does she keep eating the cake for the the effect, or does she keep eating it for the original reason of why she was eating the cake, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, But, yeah, the Mary Vinci was definitely... I remember when I first saw the second movie, I thought I thought the Mirror Vinci was kind of like a weird, random ass piece of the story. Yeah. Where I was like, what the, what? It kind of lost me a little bit. Yeah. Why is there a crime lord in the Matrix? Like, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> excuse me? What the fuck? Yeah. Why is this a thing? Yeah. Um, and why does he have these weird witch psychic twins or whatever? <laughs> the twins? Like that weird like <laughs> ghost thing that they did? Yeah. Came out of nowhere the first couple times. Did you understand uh, the uh, uh, the keymaker? Not really. Okay, so the keymaker is that like a protocol access something? He open he makes keys that open doors. Yeah, right. In the Matrix, though, and remember in the scene that with Rubber Neo, yeah, (laughs) how Seraph, yeah, Seraph opens a door. Uh, Seraph is the protector of the Oracle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seraph opens the door, says we must go because Seraph is also an old exiled program mm. like the Oracle, mm-hmm. and they escape through the door, and the door leads to a completely random place. Mm-hmm. Doors in the Matrix are they're not as simple as you open a door and it was stopping 
the other side of the destination. Mm-hmm. The door is the portal to a different part of the matrix. Mm-hmm. That's why... Or like warp holes. Basically. Yeah. Like, it's just software that just... Op- it, like, you insert one and you just output a completely different thing. Yeah. The key from the key makers or keys from the key makers allow him to determine at will which doors will do what. Uh, okay. And that's why he says, that's why the key maker is so valuable. Only he has the key to get to the architect, which okay. is within the source code, which is the uh, very okay. root level part of the matrix. Yeah. Which is why the architect is there. Cause the architect's the founder and the writer yeah. of the source code who is a machine, right? Who is a machine. Yeah. Right. Is a program. Yeah. Um, but that's why you had that long hallway of doors. Yep. That was the one. That was the. That was a way to get. At, that's why when they're walking and Neo is like, "What is this place?" Yeah. And the keymaker is like, "These doors lead to many different places." Yeah, and, exactly. But only one door at one specific time will be granted the ability, or like, will have the option to open to where where you must go. Yeah. Right. So that's the whole part of the keymaker. That's why the keymaker was so important because yeah. they couldn't get to the architect. Yeah. Without that. Interesting. But not to confuse it. They didn't really know why they needed the architect. The Oracle was leading them down the path of the future of what her projections were for her predictions of them meeting the architect because Neo being the sixth anomaly of being the one with the mathematical equation of the source code for the matrix to create the perfect world for subservient humans inside this world. (laughs) Because of that, um, that was part of the cause and effect speech for the Miravinci. Yeah. It just, reinf- it's so layered yeah, oh yeah. Uh, in storytelling that like, it it's not as blatantly easy to just take the steps up the ladder. It's like these weird portioned, like, yeah, oh, so yeah. this step actually is connected to the bottom step from like the last movie. And that's <laughs> yeah. why you can actually jump to this level now. So like, it's yes, like, what? It's very much like that. What? Yeah, yeah. it is. Honest, like story structure wise, and like from the beginning of the first movie to the end of the third movie is so impressive alone. Yes, like regardless of the the acting and the film that they like the shots that they put on film, and I watched with my eyeballs the fact <laughs> that human beings <laughs> had enough focus and memory and energy and energy <laughs> and creativity. To write this whole thing with all of its moving parts. They all moved seemingly together with like a few exceptions here and there that like were so small that they were whatever was shocking. Like as it was unfolding in front of my eyes, like like my eyes were fluttering, (laughs) like just taking it all in. Like what? But yeah, that was the. But that's the that's that that's the key maker. You're right. I'm like that with you still on the Matrix on how I feel about it. It just blows my mind away. Yeah, that's what the key maker was for, and that's why he was so important. Yeah. Um. Also, the second movie is long as shit. It's so. It was so long. I had to watch it over like three nights too. By the way, it's so much that they yeah. put in there. I think that's when he first meets Seraph, right? Because he doesn't meet Seraph in the first one. Yep. Correct. And the Oracle had to change. Um. They, they changed actors for the Oracle. Did the actress die? Yes. Yeah. She died. In the story, though... The, I had to change my look. <laughs> the look is actually, quote, unquote, her shell, which yeah. is her... Uh, it's basically like her... I don't want to say it's antivirus because it's not antivirus, but it's the thing that if you have, you can delete. It's like a proxy or something. Yeah. So she changes her her shell, I think, I think three times. I think each movie she changes it. I think so. Yeah. Yes. 
Each movie she changes it, and it's because the Miravinci. No, she changes in the third one. She was the same actress in the second one, I believe. Yes. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh. Yeah, she was. The playground scene right before Rubber Neo. Yes. Okay, so it's only twice then. It's only yeah. twice. They, um, not to jump ahead to the third movie. No. Second movie. <laughs> That's how long this movie is. Not it, So in the second movie, you know when the Miravinci says, I want the Oracle's eyes. Yeah. Right? The Miravinci's been hunting for the Oracle's code. Mm. in order to destroy the oracle mm-hmm. but the oracle changes her outer code mm. her outer shell which mm-hmm. is why she changes appearance so it she can't be deleted yeah that's the i guess the 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 lore of it yeah for the oracle on that on that change but that was <laughs> we still haven't gotten past the Vinci part we're still talking about the fucking Maravinci. I mean, well, the second movie was like weirdly fairly straightforward. It was fast. It was, it was we need to too. break into this building to using the keys and we need to open the door to get to the architect. And we don't know why, but that's what we need to do and we need to get there. And it requires all these other crews and we all have to, bl- we have to blow up the backup generator. And, and it's like a this. one in a million shot, which is yeah. uh, like every time you watch a movie, you're like, okay, and you're going to pull it off, but it's going to be so fucking cool. I get it. Like right. the Doctor Strange, like it's going to happen one out of every 14 yeah. million whatever. It's like, okay, I guess that's what's going to happen in the next movie, but it's still so exciting to watch. It is. And I, I, that whole sequence, I want to say my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Of the second movie, mm-hmm. the architect speech. A hundred percent. Mind blowing. Walks into that room and the whole, the way that's shot, the way it's they dead had quiet. Like, yep. They Completely have the, the other, versions of neo in the back which wasn't really other versions it was like other possible things that he could have said in that moment yes incredible yes so good and, the architect and like just, yep. the fact that he like i forget what the architect says to him but neo remains silent but all the tvs go bullshit bullshit fuck you yeah 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 <laughs> and i like how he's just like holding the pen and yeah. he just taps it to change all the screens yep. talk, as he's talking about humanity. Yeah. The, the 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 phrase that he says still sticks to me to this very day um, from when I first heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was when Neo chooses to save Trinity. Mm-hmm. And as he starts walking, the architect doesn't have a wild reaction. He doesn't freak out. He doesn't even move. He just goes, hope. It is at the same time both humanity's greatest strength and its greatest weakness. Yeah. That's that's a fucking line. <laughs> that is such a line. That's a killer line, dude. Yeah, um, so here's the here's the crazy part about the architect and that whole situation. One, that was in the movie theaters for the first time seeing that. That was a what's going on? Like, yeah. oh my god, I can't believe that like, this movie still finds ways or found ways to like blow your mind away yeah story wise like yeah, what exactly. you said about this about not the like action wise like not a really cool, like the fighting a thousand uh smiths on the playground is like whatever but then like meeting the architect and having him just be like this all-knowing presence and like the, just matter-of-factly telling you why and how you're going to lose and there's nothing you can do about it the line when he says you are the sixth iteration and the sixth <sighs> failure of this of, of the matrix yeah, yeah. and it's Zion has been destroyed six, like five times yeah, before. Yeah, th- so that part I didn't get. And we are like, getting very good at it. Yeah, like the don't human city of Zion. Yes, like the real life city. Yes, has that, been destroyed six times. Yes, over the last or five two, t- five times, two hundred years. Yes, 
That's so odd to me. And then they so, keep rebuilding. So, so this is why the architect's speech is so cool. This scene is so amazing. He explains everything about, about the story. Zion exists because the machines allow it to exist, because the machines need it to exist. When the architect explains the matrix, and he says the matrix and its first iteration was an utter failure, we were perfect with the matrix. Yeah. Everything was perfect. Humanity rejected that perfection. Yeah. Humanity required the suffering, required the opposition, control. required the control of the of like their situations. And when everything was perfect, they didn't have that. So we failed in our first iteration. And they began to fine craft their iteration of the Matrix with each edition of it. And each time they did it, what they did was they found the rebellion inside humanity. Like we're, like we're talking about. Yeah. Like the, why is Zion there all the time? How did, how, why do the machines allow Zion? Zion is their, is the solution to their problem. They can't control humanity. They can't control them to be inside the matrix at all times. So they knew no matter what mathematically they would have humans escape. Yeah. Humans would reject. Humans would rebel. Yeah. Red pills would be had. Yeah. This will happen again. So what they did instead is they allowed them to leave. They allowed them to flee. They allowed them to build Zion. And so then they had something predictable to fight for. And they could escape too. So the machines didn't have to worry about containing them within the matrix. Yeah. The machines said, no, those failures will leave the matrix and they will form Zion. Yeah. And that will be the collection and the repository for those failed quote unquote batches or scripts. And when, when they're done or when they reach a certain apex level, we go down and destroy them. And then process begins anew. This process, they found timing-wise, is every time the one, the anomaly that leads them, Neo, arrives to the architect. Yeah. And this is why the architect is not surprised when Neo comes in. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why the architect gives him a solution. He says, in front of you, you have a decision. To the door to your left, you have the like, survival of Zion. You will choose, what is it? Like, I think it was like 17 females and eight males, and mm. you, you will rebuild humanity. Yeah. They need to because they need the exiles of their program to have that to have repository a place to go to. To go to. Yeah. They need that as, as like the life raft. Yeah. So he says, you can do that to your right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong with some of these details, right but I was like, but left. to yeah, your yeah. right, um, Trinity dies. Yeah. And he, that's when he starts going, he just immediately just fucking, and just starts going right. <laughs> and that's, and, and the architect, I think before he says hope, the hope, the hope phrase, I think he says, interesting. Like, I think he's like almost more like shocked yeah. than anything else. He goes, cause he goes, every other iteration has chosen the humanity, the, the, the many over the few, the masses. Yeah. Like which its is, own well, species like, for survival. Why does you, that have to be Neo's choice? Like why what couldn't mean? I don't why couldn't they just like he's alone there with the architect why couldn't they just like boop Neo or something like that and then Neo so the anomaly they call him the anomaly yeah the humans call him the one yeah the computers call him the anomaly mm -hmm. he is the one to the humans because he's considered the savior which yeah. on paper if he re if he rebuilds Zion with seventeen females and eight males after mm -hmm. Zion's been destroyed. He is the savior of humanity, is he mm -hmm. not? He keeps, quote, unquote, humanity in humanity's terms alive outside of control from the machines. Yeah. The machines call him the anomaly. He is a mathematical output they cannot stop. Yeah. It is basically the, on a long enough timeline, everything ends. On a long enough scale of humans that we try to control, there will always be this one that will come out of this equation. This fuck up. That yeah. we can't 
Yeah. And that one will have the abilities that you do. Yeah. And here's the cool part. And this explains if you were wondering, because I know you probably were, because I was confused as fuck <laughs> when Neo was able to stop the Sentinels. Yeah. In the real world. Yeah. Don't forget where they are, right? He's with the architect. Yeah. He's in he like that long hallway with the doors and getting into that room with the architect. Mm-hmm. Neo has touched the source code in that room. Yeah. Because that is the architect's room. When Neo leaves that room, that is quote unquote the second birth of Neo. And he is now one with the source code. Yeah. Neo is able to stop the Sentinels in real life because he can remember he says it. He says, I he I don't know if he says it or if he just does it, I forget. But he's like, I can stop them. Yeah. Or I can sense them or I can feel them or something. Yeah, something's I can different. Sense them. It's different. Yeah. It's different. It's because he knows the machine source code now because he's in tune with it because he's now one with it because so, he was with the architect in the source code area. Yeah. So because of that, he's now bridged that gap. Yeah. The train station mm-hmm. where he gets stuck with or when Sati gets taken in the loop. Yeah. In the right, loop and he can't leave. leave. Yeah. That is a gray area between the, the matrix in the real world. Yeah. Where he gets stuck when he quote unquote goes into a coma after killing the it's Sentinels. It's like limbo or something. Yes, because he didn't jack into the matrix, but he touched the source code. Yeah. And because he touched the source code when he when he stopped the Sentinels, it put his mind, it put like his, his essence into that area instead of fully jacking into the matrix huh. or being fully out and being awake. Interesting. That's why that happened. And because see, he couldn't control it, he went into that coma. See, I watched this, but like you telling me this now, I'm like learning it. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, that's what I watched. Is <laughs> kind of the vibe I'm getting right now. I will say, most of the third movie escaped me. <laughs> like just it kind of just happened to me. Well, the second movie, so the second movie uh, to, to 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 go back to your to your to your inquiry, like when he goes to save Trinity, that's because not to hammer the anomaly in the one, the architect says it. He says you every other of your predecessors has chosen the other door. Mm-hmm. You're the anomaly. Yeah, so he's the he's anomaly. The anomaly to the anomalies. Yes. He yeah. is the one of the ones. Yeah. So he is the absolute. Yeah. So he is the Oh, he is the he the is alpha the, and the omega. Yes, exactly. That's the point. He yeah. is the one. He goes to save Trinity, and he doesn't save her. She dies. Oh yeah. He brings her back to life. Yeah. Right. He reaches in. Yeah. He pulls out. The, he pulls out the and bullet. Pumps her heart. <laughs> yeah. He reaches in, and he and he pumps her. Or pumps her heart in the matrix, and he can do that not because he's God. He, yeah. But it's because in the Matrix, it's all just code. Yeah. And because he was just in the source oh, code. Oh, my God. Dubs. There you go. <laughs> now you're getting it. So he, he can do whatever he, he can truly do whatever he wants now in the Matrix. That's why he is now on. Um, he's basically a god at that point. He basically yeah. is god at that point. Because yeah. once he left the source code, he now he has it that. with him. Yeah. Exactly. That's why he stopped the Sentinels. That's why he can literally reach into root somebody. access. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has root access now, yeah. right? Like he has every. That's why he did that. That's why you God saw damn. it go in green. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like, of course, it wasn't like Slorp. physically like, <laughs> <laughs> like going into her heart. It was, yeah, it was. That's why the hand was green, and you yeah. saw that in the in, in green motion. It was him starting the heart from a, like a code level, yeah, a software level. Interesting. Isn't that crazy? Like it's yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, Real, I, I can't see the time. What Don't worry about the time. Okay. Um, 
a Rotten Tomato score for the second one? 70s. 75. Ooh, see, I'm crushing it. I could tell just because the first one banged. Yeah. The second one always. The first one came out of nowhere. Yeah. Second one was like, yeah, but let's do more. The bar is so high when that happens. Oh, I completely forgot to, like, so I, I watched the whole movie and I enjoyed it. And then the, uh, the, like, cliffhanger ending. And then the Matrix will be concluded. <laughs> and then more rage against bam, the machine. Like, fuck this. <laughs> if I were in the movie theater, I'd be so pissed. Like, that's no, that like, was hot at the time. No way. That was I hot at the time. It. Like Pirates of the Caribbean 2 ends on like a big clip. What's going to happen in the next one, guys? <laughs> it's like that only worked for Star Wars because it was Star Wars. <laughs> you can't just end stories in the middle of the story. Because like it's not. I mean. The, the Reloaded did have a beginning, middle, and an end, which oh, is yeah, what I complain about of like movies that do that. Like Harry Potter started the thing of like, let's turn the last book into two movies, and it did it <laughs> fine. It's it did it fine, but so many movie series don't. Uh, right, like right. Twilight and Hunger Games, and it's like, yeah, guess what? You turn the first half of that book into a really shitty movie <laughs> that doesn't have its own story. That it's is just the beginning of the second one, so we can make more money. And that's the vibe I get from probably the uh, 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 the um, what do you call it? The reviews is that that was a if you compare the two movies, the second one is so much and so heavy mm-hmm. and such a it's. A long movie, but it feels like a short. It's yeah. breakneck, like it's like breakneck tube feeding you so much. It's, yeah, it's overposition. It's yeah. overload. Yeah, it's yeah, got to yeah, be really overload. Is. I'm assuming that's what the reviews say. The reviews uh, are like, let's read. It's really just assumed that if you didn't care enough to show up the first time and got inducted as a Matrix loyalist, who needs you on a reload ticket or no ticket? That's a weird <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Uh, The Matrix franchise, founded on a stylish sense of cool, has suddenly reinvented itself in the nerdy image of Star Wars. That's a bad review, by the way. That is a bad review. That's a good sentence for a bad review. Um, Maybe it's way too high expectations in sequel lowliness to X2, but The Matrix Reloaded, with all those lame Superman fights, is an unthreatening misfire compared to the first. Um, Okay. Andy and Larry Wachowski's eagerly awaited sequel comprises equal parts style and stupidity. Um, Yeah, some good ones. I like this movie and can recommend it with a clear critical conscience, but it never moved me even half as much as Steven Spielberg's AI. Okay. Okay, that's a really... Okay. Uh, The Matrix was, hands down, the best cyberpunk, kung fu, techno-pagan, Christian allegory action (laughs) film ever made. The Matrix Reloaded is the second best. (laughs) When was that written? That is July 2nd, 2003. Oh my Um, gosh, that is perfect. That's amazing. That's so good. That's amazing. There are levels on which it works and levels on which it doesn't, but all of them hold our attention. Uh, while the Matrix Reloaded certainly held my attention, it doesn't have my heart. Um, it's akin to a computer network, which is generally easy enough to grasp, but its specifics can become frustrating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can get that. that. So that's kind of the consensus at the time. A lot of people are like, eh, it's stupid. <laughs> and then some people are like, yep, it's more Matrix, it's great. And some people are like, yep, it's more Matrix, it's a little confusing. 
I think it's very confusing. Yeah. If you think I had all these things figured out when I first saw it, that's oh, no, not the fucking You've watched case. a lot of YouTube videos, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no I, I've read. It's really, I've read a lot. Yeah. Um, um, now, Matrix Revolutions, I, I'm going to let you drive for this one because... Well, I want your I, take on it first. I watched it last night. Uh, okay. So it was really like down to the wire. That's perfect. It's fresh. I, I love that. Uh, and uh, so I'm still like processing it. Okay. I get it. I read the very, very, very long notes that you added <laughs> to our note thing. And it's like, yes, I get that. But it, it was just like, I was still coming down off the Matrix Reloaded, which I watched a couple days ago. Uh, and it, it was great. I think I overall enjoyed it more than the second one. It's more... It, I had a finale. The so movie it was more like of like an emotional thing. I found the third movie to be extremely emotional. Yeah, exactly. Which is weird to say for a cyberpunk movie. <laughs> yeah. Right. But like, that's, you know why too? And maybe tell me if you felt this after seeing the third movie. On a, on, if you strip away all of it, you strip away all the bullshit I just said. The, like, the source code and repositories yeah, and fucking and stuff yeah, like and that. architect and, uh, and 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 Christianity and the one and God and Jesus and the Holy Grail and creationism and you take away everything and you just strip it down to what is this movie about? It's humans versus machines. There is so much suffering and sacrifice through these movies, mm-hmm. and you think about the second movie, and especially in the second movie when Morpheus addresses. Uh, Zion. Mm-hmm. He goes Zion. Yeah, and he says, uh, and 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 they ask him to not say the reality, and he tells them they they tell me they like you, you. I should not say that the machines are digging their way down to Zion, even as we speak. Yeah, and then they all dance and drink and fuck. Um, that whole scene, on one hand, is kind of just like this. This, uh, this like, it's our last hurrah. It's yeah. the last supper. Right? Yeah. But in reality, it's the only show, in my opinion, for the majority of the three movies that show humanity. Mm-hmm. It shows dancing. It shows communication, social interaction. It shows kissing. It shows uh, yeah. lust. And it shows, it shows them, they have sex. And you know, Trinity have sex. Like, yeah. It shows the, the thing. It, it's, again, stripped away from everything. It's just showing what the what people are fighting for yeah which is each other yeah the collective of humanity there right that's a powerful scene yeah and when you see in the third movie all of zion pins their hope on one person yeah one human to save everybody yeah like again it's hard to keep away like the one the chosen the prophecy shit but like just straight up like we are putting our hopes on one person to stop our death that because yeah. we can't stop our death so it's this is it and then you see that that struggle that him and trinity go through to get to that to the machine world to try to stop it all and trinity dies that's such a heavy scene yeah that is a fucking heavy scene and for you to have watched two what probably what a total of four and a half hours of matrix movies before that scene yeah. or five hours before that scene You've seen what they've been through. Yeah, exactly. What it's, it took to get here. What it took to get to the final point in Trinity gives everything. Yeah. She gives her life for it. Yeah. Right? And then you have Neo, again, stripping away 
to fucking all of it, the crucifixion and everything else. Strip all that away. <laughs> him walking out of the ship, blinded by Bane, right? Like, yeah. like well, his eyes are cauterized, and he's wearing, he's wearing like the veil, and he has, he's just walking down the hallway to his to his fate, yeah, to his final step, to yeah. the final part of his journey. Which I feel like they could have paused the movie and the Wachowskis could have appeared in front of the screen and said, he's like Jesus. <laughs> anyway, click. But like, you could tell, again, stripping that away though, him walking down the hallway and when the machine comes up and it, the machines come up and they say like, like, what the fuck? And he's kind of just saying like, do with me as you want. Yeah. But like, I know you can't stop Smith. But I yeah. can try. Like, like, give me that. It's not a confident sounding, in my opinion, a confident sounding person of like, I will save everybody. It's a, I just lost Trinity. Yeah. And I have nothing left to lose. Yeah. So you give me the shot or you kill me now. I think he even says something like that, then you can just finish me right now. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even have to give me the chance. Yeah, exactly. Right. So. Yeah. That it's such an emotional part. And, And then you have the entire fight of the entire battle of Zion where you have people sacrificing themselves left and right. Oh, yeah. Like, just... And you have the kid, right? Like, running around trying to fill munition for everybody. And yep. You have, like, this one... I think, like, this one machine that was, like... <laughs> this one APU. Yeah. Like, armored personnel thing. Yeah. That's just shooting down, like, all these sentinels that just cut some... Like, it's a... There's some serious... Cool. There's some heavy parts in it's, that movie. It's, it's, like, a very big, cool, climactic finale movie. It's a which, very emotional climactic movie. Yeah. It's very it's, emotional. It's very cool. Uh, which was another big tonal shift from the second one. <laughs> so, like, they each did yes. have their own very specific vibe, um, but they all told like one long story, which I really appreciated. Yes. Um, yeah, I liked all the unconventional story beats of the third one. Like, it was it wasn't very predictable. No. Um, like the the ending that we read about, it's like it could have just been some crazy big slog fest, and then Neo finds out he has some new superpower that he could do. But like, no, that's not <laughs> that's not how it ends. It's like he goes down with the ship. So what did you? So you said you were kind of confused. What are you confused by? It. I'm not necessarily confused. I just haven't unwrapped it. Like I think I have a very good grip on the Matrix One. Okay. Um, and then a fairly good grip on the on Reloaded and like what that means and the story and all like the allegories and things like that. The I mean, the, I it turns out I didn't with like the keymaker and things like that. I was <laughs> very confused on that point. Um, but that's like I I took what I needed from that to understand as much as I could about the third one and then the third one. I basically I need to do the thing I do with movies and watch a few YouTube videos about it and read a few articles about it and then be like, "Ah, okay, I understand the movie now and now I can have a more formed opinion on it." Was uh, there anything specific or was it just like how it went? Like like I guess more of the allegory of like Agent Smith and like I, I just need to like simmer more on like what Neo really was and like is this really the end because now like I'm also thinking of it I have the knowledge that there's gonna be a fourth one and but when you saw two and three like that was the end yes. like three was the end period it's and it seems pretty the end period so in relation to four I don't know what four is gonna be about yeah right but here's the thing yeah we don't know that the other five iterations of the Matrix, Mr. Anderson was not the one each time. Oh. 
We don't know that. There has been the one, but maybe it wasn't necessarily Thomas Anderson. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, we don't know if perhaps on this anomaly course... There's just an anomaly. It's not the same anomaly. Anom- yes. Anomaly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. We don't. So I'm not going to get into the fourth. It, like, but the, even like Zion probably wasn't called Zion every time. Probably wasn't built the exact same way. Could have not been in the same location every time. Right? It's supposedly the exact same location each time. Yeah. It's the like the, the center of the earth, basically. It's like deep in the earth. Down near the core. Or yeah. near the core. It's near yeah. the core. Um, hmm. The So, again... To me, on service level, the third movie was just a crazy fight, mo- a crazy combat movie. Yeah. Right. But also, is the, like you said, a conclusion. Yeah. And it was such a heavy emotional conclusion. Yeah. To me, you know what I mean. That's how it felt. Um, but you put, you have an exposition about it. It's it's a little bit more nuanced than like there's the obvious parts. Like you've 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 seen it, right? Like when. When Neo's body is removed, they the machines carry his body as if he just got crucified on a cross. There's the light on his body. Yep. You can read the thing, the thing that's in the notes if you really want to go down the path of details for that. But like to under just the under the, just the the surface level concept of how that went down. Agent Smith was taking over the Matrix. Yeah. Because Agent Smith was not deletable. Yeah, by right. the Matrix, the machines couldn't get them. The machines were was, losing control he was of the Matrix. Their shit. Yes, the machines were losing control of the Matrix yeah. because it's easier to understand when you, if you think about when Neo and when Neo jumped into and killed Agent Smith in the first movie, mm-hmm. at the end of the first movie, think of that as not the end of Agent Smith, but think of that as the beginning of Agent Smith. Mm-hmm. That is the beginning of the Agent Smith that you know in the two and three. Yeah, he was an agent. That was his second life. Yeah, right. Much like how Neo's second life was after the architect. Yeah, sure. So that is their second form when they meet. So you think about it like that, and you think about them fighting. That's the truth, right? Like Kind of like what the note says. It's they can fight forever. Yeah. They are equals because they are opposites. They are the same, but they are they are the same being of just opposite sides. Yeah, it is the yin and the yang. So they they do not just dis- they do not destroy each other. Remember when I said how one becomes two? Mm-hmm. That is the fusion. That is the creation. Mm-hmm. Or that's not fusion. That's the creation. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the split. The other side of that is the two become one. Right. That is the end. Mm-hmm. So and the oracle. I think it's the oracle that already says this. Every beginning has an end. Right. Right. Again, going back to all the shit they say in all three movies of causality and effect and like your your decision's already been made. You just got to figure it out. Yep. All that shit. That's, that's the thing. Neo knows, right? At the end of the third movie, he knows that this has to end. And when he realizes the ending is becoming one by letting Smith fuse him, fuse into him, and mm-hmm. that's the end, that's why he's so calm. Yeah. It's not because he's given up. It's not because he's still heartbroken over trinity it's because he's accepted oh this ends with us becoming one like oh i did it i figured it out i this did is- it and that's why he's like go for it like you didn't like as you said smith like it's inevitable yeah and smith's like uh okay like, like <laughs> i win and he goes for it and that's how it, they lose yeah. right neo has the source code yeah so when smith fuses back in yeah into become one that source code is given back into the machines. The machines now have this now have Smith in their source code and they can delete him. Yeah. And that's how they delete Smith. 
Yep. And that's how it's over. Okay. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. But <laughs> it's not explained in the movie, but that's that's how that... that that's, yeah. I get. So I guess <laughs> if I didn't know there was a fourth one coming out, I'd be a lot less confused. Because now I'm like, well, what? Where's that one? What does that do? Why? Well, here's the thing: we don't know if he's human. Neo. We don't know if. Oh, the one in the fourth. And one. the fourth one is human. We don't right. see signs of him with plugs. We don't see signs of him jacking in. Right. Everything from a ship. we've seen of the fourth one is clearly in the, in the Matrix. Matrix. Yeah. So. What if the machines ended up making a program for him yeah. to be him? Because yeah. of what he did and how he undid this anomaly that happened when he was there. Mm. And we don't know anything about the fourth movie. So because the I don't Matrix know. is still a thing, right? It's still kicking. I be- yes, because you have the Oracle, the architect talking at the very end. Yeah. And uh, the Oracle talks something about peace. And she says, so what happens next? What happens with those who like who, who resist? And the architect said something like, oh, they're allowed to leave. Like... There's some hints of like basically saying there's a weird peace treaty with Zion and the machines where basically the machines are like, everybody can leave if they want to go to Zion and live that fucking shit whole life. <laughs> or if they want to stay in the Matrix, they can we stay in the Matrix. We got really good stake in here. Yeah, we got really good stake and uh, they can live their normal life. And if they die, they get absorbed as energy. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's, up to, it's up to people. And I, yeah. like, I think that was kind of hinted of just like there's a weird... I, see, I almost kind of took that as like the cycle continues. So like Neo didn't do shit. No, no. So the cycle... I mean, in a way, the like cycle continues. Like we're still going to attack Zion in a few more years. No, in that sense, they don't have to. Right? Like there's this... There's only... It's a momentary peace. That's what we're left with. That's what it seems like. Momentary peace. It's... Ceasefire is not peace. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, peace is an agreed term. Yeah. Ceasefire is just nobody's firing. Yeah. That's the difference. So, like, let's say hypothetically, Zion was destroyed and the cycle continued. Yeah. What happens then is that they don't attack Zion until Zion builds up and the anomaly is found again. Mm -hmm. They wait for the one to appear to know it is time. It's not so much peace as it is, like, we're waiting for the green light to kill these people. <laughs> That's all it is. It's not agreed upon with Zion because Zion doesn't know. Right. Zion thinks they're a rebellion and they're going to save humanity. Yeah. They think they have a prophecy of somebody who will save us. Yeah. His name is the one. That's what they operate under. Maybe is it like because Neo went out the right door versus the left door? Yes. And like changed the cycle? Yes. That like we, the cycle won't continue? Yes. Like it's really over this time? We don't know what the new cycle is. Right. That's exactly. the, so I'm not so here's the thing I'm not thinking about the fourth movie yet because I know how crazy this shit gets when it comes so to the writing side of it futile to even think of what yes. it could be for me it's I mean I, you, I can think about it but like I'm not bothering yeah. because it's just like it could be fucking anything for all I know they made they made Anderson and Neo as like a as like a fake program to help like this other program, but that program was an exile that was actually Zion is saved actually in the this. Matrix the whole time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like it's actually like Inception or some shit. I don't know. It could be yeah. fucking anything with the levels that they have. But like, yeah, that was uh, those movies. Rotten Tomato score for the third one. I want to say seventies again. I wouldn't give it a seventy in the seventy range. Well, I would you- give it. I would give it in the eighties. 
It's by far. I that was news to me. I don't know if you saw my face when I pulled up the no. Rotten Tomatoes. It's 35? Yeah. Basically, what? people said uh, it's either too confusing for a climax <sighs> or it's too talky for an action movie. Is what I was reading. So here's a couple. Here's a couple blurbs. The Rock wasn't in it, so it's a bad movie. The Rock. That's what that sounds like when you say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was too. Uh, it was too wordy for an action movie. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I know we didn't have The Rock. I know it's so. It's such a horrible movie. Um, <laughs> sorry. Continue. The, the I actually I like this one. This one, okay. I kind of agree with this one. Okay. It's a rotten review. Okay. So I My review would be okay. Wait, 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 wait. What would you rate it? Because I said 80s for me. First one, I would give a no, 9 no, no. out of 10. Third one. Second one, I would give a 7 out of 10. Third one, I would give a 6 out of 10. Okay, so you didn't like the third one as much. But that, I said at the beginning that I did. That's why I was asking you, like, what part was confusing, because I don't know if you were, like, thrown off by the story or if you just didn't like how it was done. Because you're right. It's confusing as shit. Again, if you think I knew this watching this movie, I didn't. Yeah, like. I, I think that's what it is. I enjoyed watching it more, but I left more confused. Okay, perfect. Okay. okay. Like, I didn't feel like, ah, that was a good trilogy that I'm done with. <laughs> I left thinking, hmm, I'm going to need to do a lot of research to understand what I just watched, which is weird. Um, but here's what this guy says. Uh, the first Matrix stood alone brilliantly. The mm -hmm. second carried on the story intriguingly, but left some gaps the third needed to fill. Instead, Revolutions raises questions without answering any, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of like, yeah. Like, now I, I need to read people's thesis papers about like <laughs> i'll send it to you i'll send it to you i have the one that i i i, I my favorite one is uh, from brian tackle um revised april 28 2006 t-a-k-l-e for those who want to read about it look up uh brian tackle t-a-k-l-e and just type in like the matrix explained and he goes on to everything from the yin and yang of neo the Merovinci and Club Hell, the Mobile Avenue Station, the Oracle, the Architect, the Four Ages of the Matrix, the Seven Incarnations of Neo. I'm sorry, continue. Uh, <laughs> there's one really harsh one. We've been cheated. We've been misled. It's like discovering there's no Santa Claus and getting socks <laughs> under the tree for the same year. Um... Someone said, this film is a soggy mess, essentially a loud, wild, 100-minute battle movie bookended by an incomprehensible beginning and a laughable ending. What? <laughs> I'm blown away that people have these have these opinions about it. Yeah. Uh, here's some good ones. Revolutions, Revolutions is so huge in scope and concept that I almost feel like I'm cheating you out of a proper review as I don't think my brain has finished processing <laughs> it yet. Yeah. There we go. Uh, everything that has a beginning has an end. Right. Or maybe right. I don't know what that one means. That that's a quote from the... Uh, I forget who says that. Oh, yeah. But that's a quote from one of the characters in the movie. Yeah. Every beginning has an end. Uh, the fight scenes come as close to recapturing the ooh-ah factor of the original. Uh, it brings the saga to a satisfying close. True believers will be reaching for the red pill, but it's not quite enough to convert the heretics. I like that one. That one's good. Um, one more. Uh, spins an appropriate conclusion to the murky man versus machine saga. Yeah. Um, it, if you were Neo in the first movie, here's a question I have for you. Would you take the red pill or the blue pill? 
Oh boy, you think that's a simple question? For me, it is. <laughs> so here's the thing: if I'm Neo, I yeah. am the one. I well, am the if you're a dude, anomaly. No. So therefore, if you're it dude, is my destiny. If... But my destiny has already been decided. <laughs> I do not know why I chose the decision yet, but I know the decision that it's already going to happen because the decision's already been made in my mind. It's a perfect answer. <laughs> the end end of conversation <laughs> is that is that what you meant like because like no i mean if you were a dude if you weren't a, neo if you were just a dude trying to be awakened and morpheus was like uh there's a super fucked up world out there and <laughs> we live underground and we eat slop and it's really nasty um but it's the real world red pill or you could have this computer generated stake and nothing is real and you're uh just in like some orange uh like stem cell goop <laughs> but and your your whole existence is inside a computer program blue pill what do you want i i don't i don't know do you know i do you do yeah okay is that easy for you blue pill all day baby <laughs> <laughs> okay I, so like okay. cypher was clearly a bad guy but he was one of those bad guys where i was like eh, i get it though <laughs> like shit sucks out here i forget the name of the philosopher where they bring this up and like you know our, our former uh co-host and founder of of uh, enough about you johnny um talks about it all the time of are we in assimilation yeah that 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 question makes me think it's like what is the driving force behind my existence if I were to know if I was in a simulation, mm. because is my existence more important to be outside the simulation or within the simulation? If the simulation itself is all I know. Right. Right. So at that point, is it curiosity? At that point, is it call a purpose? At yeah. that point, like what's the call of the great beyond? I, I don't, I don't even really know what I want to do for a job. Right? right. So like, I don't really know how I would answer that question, but you, but you love Jay Gilbert's steak. <laughs> I do what if the, what if legit i told you like hey the next five minutes will be a conversation if you take the blue pill you won't remember i there's a fucked up we lost the robot war 200 years ago and you're in a goopy pod up there and we eat slop and you need to help us fight and you'll never see the sun uh you've technically never that's a seen scene, the by sun. the way side uh, note that's a fucking scene what that's the first time that trinity sees the actual sun. Yeah. When they break through the clouds. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, a cool. That's a heartbreaking moment. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. Um, you could stay in. This is a simulation. I promise you. You could take the blue pill and you wake up and you'll forget that this ever happened. Or you could take the red pill and live this hell shit life. But have something real to fight for. Would you be able to live with the existence knowing that everything is not real? You wouldn't know. Blue pill. Oh, oh, so like it would just wipe that out. Yeah. Because that's how the blue pill works, right? You'd wake up and this would all be a dream or something. Yep. Blue pill all day, baby. We got Skyrim in here. I've been playing a lot of well, Skyrim. I was going to say, are we sponsored by Skyrim now? Yeah, Is this episode like sponsored by Skyrim? I, yeah. uh, I don't know how to answer that. Got- a part of me wants to be a hero. A part of me wants to say, of course, I will do the right thing to fight for the greater good and for all of humanity. And I will, if, I, if I am to be a sacrifice for that cause, then so be it. The other part of me is like, I like steak. Right? So it's like... <laughs> they don't have steak up there. They don't have cows anymore. Yeah. but And it, and it goes back to the point of like, what's... And th- I think this is why The Matrix is as 
polarizing as it is. Extreme, not oh, oh, opposites. The first Matrix movie was what in the eighties? Yeah. What? Like Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah. Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. What was the last movie? Thirty-five. What? The yin and yang of ratings, baby. Like, just right there. <laughs> oh, my God. The beginning and the end. Just look at that. Like, just see? It's just fucking... Yeah, you just can't... I love this shit. I don't so, think that part was intentional. <laughs> <laughs> but it happened. Why did it happen? Maybe it was destined to happen. We don't know, right? All, All right. this shit. Okay, anyways, anyways. <laughs> I must have missed where you smoked an entire bowl while we've been recording. <laughs> I, fu- I fucking love what the matrix does to me yeah because it makes me think like this universe brain <laughs> yes it's you uni- <laughs> like it's, it's the universe it, it, it's exactly the universe brain i i don't know how to answer that question i feel like if i if you asked me that question out of nowhere before talking about the matrix i would have given you a more straightforward answer but now that i think about it i don't know how i would answer that what do you mean you don't know how you would answer that i don't know how to answer that you're in a room right now with Morpheus, and he's holding him in front of his cool sunglasses. Yes. How long are you going to keep him waiting? You're talking to me in this reality where I know about the outcome of a story like this. Okay. But so you're not I the cannot one. truly answer you're this. You're going to be uh, Tank. <laughs> like oh, You're great. not Neo. You're Tank. Great. Great. I'm Tank. Great. Red pill, blue pill. You want to wake up? Hang out in Zion. You want to hang, stay in here. And you have ten seconds. In this simulation, I know there's a there's a situation called the Matrix that already exists, and in this situation, there have been five to six anomalies that have occurred before my time, where humanity has lost. Oh my god! <laughs> Just answer. I don't know how to answer. <laughs> um, are we going to see the fourth one together? Uh we should. Yeah. We should do it. <laughs> <laughs> we should. We really should. I think it would be amazing. I think it would be so good. Yeah. I think it would be so good. Um, yeah, we should, and then we'll have an episode about it. Yeah, yeah. We we really should. I I think it's... Uh, oh, man. Yeah. The Matrix, it's it's so powerful. I'm going to send you that link. Yeah, please. When you have, you know, like an hour, uh, you can read through the eight chapters of it. Yeah. What I wrote... In the note yeah. is the condensed version of some of those points. Okay, gotcha. So it's going to be very familiar. Yeah. But you should definitely take the time to read it. Sure. I will. Uh, we'll put it in the... Can you put it in the episode description? Uh, I don't know if we'll fit, but I can try. No, the link. Oh, yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a link to it, right? Yeah. We'll put the link in the episode if you've listened this far, uh, which thank you. Sorry this episode's so long. It, it's been two weeks and we watched three movies. <laughs> and had a holiday. Yep. All right, Bye. Okay, bye.
And how about the built-in input here? Ski buddy. Oh, 